I said he was better than Tua because he is better than Tua. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Code, DC, UPenn's finest, Chris Coacher, CB, Coacher Boy. We have another great episode for you guys today. We're kind of back on schedule. Summits Plummets, NBA Weekly, Week 10 Recap, Week 11 Preview, uh, Hots, Locks, Summit Savings, you know, all the normal stuff. Um, but yeah, it was a great week of, you know, NBA basketball, NFL football. Uh, my team was on a bye. Their two teams were playing. Uh, Ravens probably were in the game of the week, but unfortunately, uh, Watson picked a great time to, you know, pull a back to the future moment. Um, Danny's team, uh, Danny was live in attendance to watch Matt Canada and the Steelers pull out a win against the Green Bay Packers. So, you know, that's always, it's dope to see, you know, from the guys and whatnot, but, um, to start, we can just kick off the episode. Uh, Danny can get us started with some summits and plummets. Yeah, summits and plummets. I'm gonna stick. It's called a Steelers summits and plummets week. The summit of the week. The Steelers are six and three somehow. The plummet of the week. The Steelers have yet to outgain their opponent on offense, but somehow picked up win number six. I don't know how they keep getting away with it. They're winning games when they're like not. They're playing very average offense. Here's the thing. It's like it's like their offense and defense are inversely correlated. Their offense plays good and their defense plays worse. Yeah, I I feel your pain. Trust me. I feel your pain. I just on a completely different uh, like stratosphere, but like I I do get that. <laughs> uh yeah. No, I I would agree. It's they the Steelers ha- are suffering from like a uh, coordinators can't be on the same page every week. Um the one time Matt Canada, like low key cooks, the defense can't get it together and they get semi shredded by um, uh, Jordan Love in the gang. But do you, did you have a plummet? Is the inconsistency the plummet? Yeah, the inconsistency is the plummet. I mean, Minka, they, they called the play for the last play of the game and they called a timeout because Minka said the play was stupid and then Minka made the audible to get the interception. No, nah, that's correct. I, I saw that he made – I didn't watch the video, but I saw that he, like, made an audible. I'm like, yeah, Minka's that dude. <laughs> yeah, but Minka, Minka – here's what I'll say. The Steelers will be back because they got Fryermuth and Minka coming back. They're winning games with everyone hurt. If they beat the Browns this week, the odds say they have an 80% chance of making the playoffs. Well, absolutely. I mean, at that point, you're 7-3. and three. I don't know exactly what their sched- what lies ahead on their schedule, but – no more Browns. You obviously you're going to play the Ravens once, and the Bengals twice. twice. So, both, both it, it, I do believe even so, you'll get bare minimum one win out of that um, because you know, Steelers just play, they play everybody hard. Um, and then I don't know who else lies in that schedule, but I mean, if Card- the, Cardinals, the, Cardinals, Colts, Patriots, Seahawks, Patriots, Colts. I would probably give to the Steelers like without, you know, second hesitation. The Seahawks, they could win that game. You I think you would just need like a very very stellar defensive performance. Um we should beat the Cardinals then, as well. And, oh, Cardinals, 
Cardinals, I don't want to grasp two yet because I can't, I cannot like put into words the difference that going from Josh Dobbs to Kyler Murray like really is. And I'm not saying this team's going to go, they're about to go win like eight straight, be nine and eight, catch a wild card spot. I'm not saying that, but like Kyler Murray is truly a difference maker for this offense. This is not like a, a bold hot take. Like this isn't like <laughs> funny. We're talking about Josh Dobbs, but this isn't rocket science. Like, replacing Dobbs with Murray, it it puts them into a different level of team. Like they're two and eight. This is still a bad team. They're not Patriots bad. They're not Giants bad. Like no, because they, they they have a QB of, of the now. They have a QB of the future. And exactly. I'd argue I think with Kyler Murray, the Cardinals are closer to the Bills than they are the Patriots. I would agree. Because having having okay, Jonathan Gannon it's his first year, so I'm not going to say he, if he is or is not the coach. But you have a young head coach. You have your franchise quarterback for sure. <laughs> for sure, I will say that. And if they can, like, dodge Kayla May, Drake May territory, just so they don't have to deal with that conversation, and then you can 100% get Marvin Harrison Jr., or you can get Keon Coleman, or you can get Brock Bowers if you're interested in that because Zach Ertz is old. Uh, or you want to get offensive linemen to, like, really beef up that line or get it def- like, just – Get in like if you get in like the three to six range instead of the one to two range, you really it makes it easier, I would say. Because most of the teams that's going to be in that range, Patriots, Giants, Bears, they're going to have to look themselves in the mirror. Well, Patriots would draft a quarterback 100%. Bears at this rate would draft a quarterback, but if Fields comes back and has a pretty good rest of the season, then you'll have a conversation, but you know, still, um. And then the Giants are 100% drafting quarterback. Like, but all those teams still have so many flaws. But I don't know. Yeah, I agree. The the Cardinals are in a much better spot than the rest of these teams that are bottom tier because Kyler Murray. Um, yeah, Chris. Cur- current, uh, current current draft order is as follows: Bears, Giants, Patriots, Cardinals, Bears, Packers, Rams, Titans, Falcons, Commanders. Uh, then I, that's the top ten. I mean, you round it off with Bucks, Jets, Broncos, Chargers. But I, I think those te- the rest of those teams are like four and five outside of the top ten. So I mean, they could they could make the playoffs. They could be a top five pick. You never know. Yeah, no, nah, but I, I think that's a perfect spot for the Cardinals. I mean, three would be most preferable because top two quarterbacks are off the board, and then you know. But Chris, uh, if you want to take away on your summits and plummets after we just rambled. Y'all, y'all was cooking. So, <clears throat> uh, but I guess really my summit. Do mm, I have a summit? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, but I, in all reality, Ron's back. Yeah, that I was gonna say that. But I think my summit tonight. I get to watch uh, Wendy and Chet. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about watching that. We'll be there. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, my plummet was that. The Ravens supposed to have a game last week, but it got canceled short notice. Uh, I think they were filming, trying to catch a predator or something. I don't know, but they didn't end up playing. So uh, yeah, just just sad that I didn't get to see a Ravens game. Um, yeah, but no, all reality, uh, I think my real plummet has to do with the Ravens for real. Uh, it's just seeing that edge rusher in Chase Young was had made a move during the the uh, trade deadline. And to also get killed by Zadarius Smith, uh, edge rusher that we almost had a chance at getting uh, when he was, you know, trying to get out of Minnesota. So that was that was a little bit of a plummet to kind of see that come to fruition of not having a great edge rusher and then get killed by a great edge rusher that we could have had. So yeah, ill, ill, ill edge rusher take. 
I will say though, someone who's been a pleasant surprise for um, uh, the Ravens has been Clowney. Like this defensive coordinator is just getting, he's getting everything out of everybody on his group. I guess summit Marlon Humphrey didn't tear his Achilles. Like it looked like that 100%, but it's just a calf strain. That's awesome. That's very good for the Ravens defense. Yeah, I was, you know, I was so scared. And the thing, and I also say about Jadavion too, the cool part about Jadavion, I, I tell my girl this all the time. I'm like, bro, if he was here four years ago, you'd be able to see a legitimate athletic beast at that size and speed, like with what Jadavion climbed was. But it's just it's it's good seeing him be able to, like I said, like you said, being able to get as much out of them as they have. Because he's he's been, I won't say elite, but he's been really, really good for the Ravens defense yeah. and for what we do. So that that's been cool to see. And then seeing him and then Justin Mabuke seeing him kind of break out a little bit, that's been a pleasant surprise. So even with the the plummet of losing, and the Browns are a good team in reality. They have an elite defense. So um, it was a good game, and, and seeing that's been good too. So, yeah. Dude, yeah. what is up with the Ravens? They beat the best teams in the league, and then they look good for it. I feel like they do this every year. Like yeah. last year against the Bills, they have a big lead against a team that's a good – that's a solid team, and then they just crumble. It's about adjustments, man. This is what it's we about do, adjustments. Man. It's also about I love Lamar. We all love Lamar here. We nobody are bigger Lamar advocates than us. He's a little turnover prone. I think that's okay to admit. And he kind of turns it over at bad times. And that helps sparks, you know, leads. And especially against uh, the Ravens secondary is definitely not in good shape. Like I can say that. So like when they have to play a team who's gonna start airing it out, um, mm-hmm. and against a guy the last two weeks, they played Geno and Goff, who were pedestrian. Not Goff's a little above pedestrian. He's borderline top ten. Geno's kind of taken a step back this year into reality. But like when Watson, who's a guy we've seen before take over football games, it's been a while, but he kind of just showed that he's still capable of doing it. Unfortunately, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Browns. Let's, we'll talk a little bit more about the Browns later, but they they're for real. Like if Watson can be, he doesn't even have to be what he was in the second half. If he can just be a real threat running the ball and start passing with a little bit more anticipation, they'll they'll be really good. So yeah, dude. my summit, uh, I kind of said it before the recording. Me and Danny are going to Sixers Celtics tomorrow. I'm watching the Celtics in person for the first time in my life. Elite. I've been to handful of Sixers games. I, I I love going to Sixers games because I just love basketball. I love the Philadelphia atmosphere. Uh, but getting getting to watch my boys, you know, for once, it, that that's going to be special. And shout out Danny because he covering the tickets. So I'm uh, I'm not covering the tickets. I owe you money. You for you you, you are in a way covering the tickets. So look at Danny's face. <laughs> and fair, and okay, fair, fair, but I mean. I owed you money from going to the Eagles game, so I just bought the tickets so we're equal. Yeah, no, no, no. You're a W man, and I'm going to let you use your car when we park in the casino. So, Of course. Uh, yeah, for sure. It, it's only right. It's only right. I'll let you use the car. But, yeah, that's my summit. I don't – I mean, I don't really got a plummet. I mean, Celtics call it like two losses last week since we last recorded, but I can't necessarily say I'm mad. Like, this team wasn't going to go 82-0. and 0. Um, it. Double summit. Jason Tatum, mid-range is back. Uh, and this is kind of going to lean into NBA Weekly, so I'm just going to change the tab now. Jason Tatum <laughs> is shooting 50% from mid-range on three attempts a game. Sam Cassell, I love you, man. And it's going to suck when you get like a big-time job next year because you're not going to probably not going to be sitting assistant coaching to Joe Mazzola. But, man, 
He's doing wonders. That's the double summit. And, but and the thing- the top of Sam Purcell, you mentioned Sam Purcell. Him working with people on mid-range is so great because a lot of people don't know. Sam Purcell is one of the best post-up guards of all time. Like in mm-hmm. him, Andre Miller, those type of guys. So him working with JT is so cool because JT's a post-up wing. Not not a post-up wing, but he posts up lines of wing. So I think him learning from Sam Purcell is just it's so elite. And then working with all that's so, so elite. Yeah, and he has Drew Holiday, who is one of the you know guards in this league that like the they can play make out of the post. They like yeah. to do that. And opens up Derek White's game a little more with him being six five and having smaller guard. They, they, they got some good room. And yeah. then you have and then you have the seven foot three Clay Thompson out there, who like he I could have never like imagined him shooting. Like I knew he could shoot this well. He's shooting phenomenally because he's never seen spacing like this before in his life. And Sam Hauser, 47% from three. That's unreal. And he's not, he hasn't been a liability on defense, which that's kind of the only thing that's stopping him from getting on the court. We can live with you having bad game shooting. Not if you're going to be bad on defense too, but enough of the Celtics spiel. Thick of the NBA today, the Bulls and Levine have agreed to start exploring trade options. Um, And now looking at our three teams, Celtics aren't going to trade for Levine. We don't need that. Danny mentioned a trade package before we were, we're airing, but we were kind of like the Sixers roster is so like win now that we don't know if they really have any pieces that the bit that the Bulls would appreciate the picks to help the start picks. a rebuild. It's, it's, it's really the, the, the picks. picks, the picks maybe, but then you got to match the money. Like, who do you want to give up? Who do the Bulls want to take? Um, not sure. And then you know, the Lakers are always thirsting for that third star, but anyone with eyes know that's not really their problem right now. Um, it's the fact that LeBron can't play all 48 minutes. But uh, I guess we can start with Chris. Chris, where where could you see Zach Levine going? All right, so I was talking about this with my, my buddies today in the group chat. <clears throat> I was going to a while too. Now, people have been yelling the Sixers. I, I pray to God it because – and there's no reason why I say this. I like Maxi in this role where he has to have the ball more. It's more usage for him. He's able to do more and show what he can do. And it, it makes more sense when you're going to pay him what you're going to pay him for the Sixers. And I think Tobias has opened this game a lot more, not having to wait behind Harden and Maxi. So I think you kind of take away. And I think I think what the Sixers have right now, especially people forget how to build around a big man because it ha- hasn't happened much. They have the perfect team around the big man, wing defenders, shooters, uh, elite scoring guard who can also play make and do other things. I think they have the perfect fit. So I wouldn't Wait, say it. it sounds like the Denver Nuggets. But that's all that's all I'm about to say. Like how they have two and they have that's like great comparison. that's great. So, so that's so that's that's what I was going, Danny. Thanks. That's what I was going. So that so I wouldn't I wouldn't do that because I don't think the Nuggets need necessarily a third star. But if I'm the if I'm Zach Levine, there's two teams I'm looking at to that I can go and make a difference. First team Miami. the Knicks. I'll say the Knicks first. And I'll say this. I'll say why. The Knicks, when it comes down to it, last year their big problem was being able to get points against the Heat. They couldn't score enough or they couldn't get points in an easy enough way. They don't necessarily have a pick-and-roll big man in, in Mitch Robinson's a lot threat. Julius Randle can be up and down, but he's more inside. I think Zach Levine gives you that pure score just when you need a bucket. So I think I think the Knicks is the, the first team I think about. And um, since I'm only really thinking about legitimate people, I think contending this is the sleeper team, and y'all might like this, may not. I say the Kings. Kings are the other team I think could use Zach Levine. And the reason I say so is Fox, elite speed, great score. He sets everybody up perfect. So bonus does a little bit of scoring. He usually caps out around 17 to 20 points a game, but he does the rebound and assist. If you give them an elite score, they may have a chance to beat that Warriors team next year. I mean, I mean last year. They may have a chance. 
Because sometimes, I mean, going to Monk and Hurt is nothing wrong with that, but they're not necessarily proven elite scores. Like, Hurt is an elite shooter by percentage. But I think you give Levine to that place, and I think they have enough to move, enough picks to have to where they can still keep their core pretty much what they have and just add Levine to it, take away a couple pieces maybe, like some young pieces. But I think Levine in the Kings jersey can really help them take that next step. And I think it would be a feasible thing to do with Sacramento not being necessarily a, a hot bear for free agency. So I think you give them a chance to go get a legitimate second and third star and move Sabonis back to a really like a supportive role. More, more not like a role player, but just a supportive where your rebound assist is really all we need. We don't necessarily have to have you give us 18 to 22 a game. So Danny, before, before we swing the mic to you, funny you said that. Before Zach Levine signed his big deal with the Bulls, he was a restricted free agent, and the Kings were going to get him. The Bulls decided to match, and he stayed a Chicago Bull. He was going to be a Sacramento King. He really was. Oh, no, no. He know That's why I said that. Not that's why I said but that's a bit in my head, too, because, I mean, if you look at how the Kings play, it's really up and down. Zach Levine's an athlete, and if anybody can get the ball up the court with you, it's De'Aaron Fox. If he can just run and fill lanes, he'll get eight more free points off that. He goes back to averaging 26, 27 a game. Easy. It's not even. I would say, yeah, the Bulls were at their best when Lonzo and Levine were running and gunning. Imagine what the Kings can do if they start running and gunning with Levine. I'm interested to see. They still got all their picks. Um, They have some tradable pieces. I wouldn't like to trade Keegan Murray, personally. I would. I would. Really good. I wouldn't trade him. Uh, Not trading Malik Monk. Uh, That's Fox's best friend. Best friend, and he's good. Yeah, Mitchell can go, and I try to find one more spot uh, salary filler. If they wouldn't have traded Rashawn Holmes, I'd have tried to build it around the salary filler, the picks mm-hmm. they have, the young guard Mitchell. Maybe I'm, I'm uh, not not Vizinkov, not the new dude they got, but I'm. Oh, they, they didn't draft another guy. I don't think last year. So yeah, I think that would be the thing, like making it work. Maybe you move Harrison Barnes, but I think Harrison Barnes is a really good glue guy for this type of team. I don't know. It, it yeah, would be yeah, I, I like Barnes on this team, but I mean, if you want to upgrade the glue for some firepower to really start competing. Uh, and it's I, I'm gonna, it's not like this team plays defense. Now, I could be a casual. I could be missing out on some defensive numbers. But their thing last year, at least, was we're just going to outgun everybody, which they did for the regular season. They really did do that. Best scoring offense in the NBA. But I was – commit to the bit, man. Just go get a 25-point-per-game score. Not this year, but for the past couple of years. Been an efficient 25 a game. Danny, did you have anybody else that you could see Levine going to or any other moves you could see the Bulls doing if they're – already open to a trade like this? Could you see like DeMar, Vooch, Caruso on the move? I think Caruso could be packaged in this deal. Um to be honest. Like in the same deal with Levine? Yeah. That'd have to be a pretty hefty get back. I would I would say it's not impossible, no, but probably going to a contender, I would say, right? Yeah. I, th- I think an interesting team is uh the Charlotte Hornets. I want to hear that. Yeah, I I, I want to hear that because they have a they have plenty of bad contracts. That bad contracts could look to dump off. They have some bad contracts they can get look to get rid of. I think giving a legit scoring weapon next to Melo is the thing with, with what they need to do because right now they have Melo and not much else. Yeah. So I mean, you you could let. I mean, Brandon Miller is obviously going to develop. He's had like a a fair start to his NBA career. Yeah, I think he's but, more of three than the two. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, He's definitely a three. Yeah, yeah I like uh, Danny. I, I didn't even think about that because the Hornets are so bad. But not only like is that true? I think they do need like a true pi- primary scorer. Let Lamelo be secondary scorer, primary playmaker. The Charlotte Hornets management is so bad that mm-hmm. th- they could get off all these bad contracts. They could get off Rozier and Hayward. 
I don't know how much Levine would make them better. Maybe Caruso can make them step up. I mean, he's played with Lonzo. Maybe he can instill some of that defensive end into LaMelo, but I like that. I didn't even think about it because the Hornets are the only team that are not contenders that would probably make a move like that. Um, can't I can't think of any other teams off the top of my head that have like super bad management that like aren't contenders and like would still try to act like they're contenders. Hey Tom, I was gonna say too, since you had mentioned that to Danny about the other two pieces, I was talking about that too. For the Bucks should try to get Caruso. They see what they're missing, losing Drew Holiday. Caruso mm-hmm. would be a, a sneaky get for them. And if they're gonna blow it up, I think the Ro- on his way out the door. It's two teams for DeRozan. Um Miami for one. I think a, mm-hmm. another wing score out next to Jimmy Butler is, is a good thing to miss. And you can have Bam, Jimmy, DeRozan take over your playmaking duties. You don't have to have another point guard out there unless you want to. And then another team I would say um, is Caruso to the Suns as well, if they can get it done. Because they don't necessarily have a point guard out there at all times anyway. If you can make it to where you can have a legitimate defender, and I like Jordan Goodwin, but you can have a legitimate lockup defender out there, I think it just helps. So I think those two people too, my bad. So I'm throwing it in the top yeah, no, it's a good one. Um, what so I would say, yeah, because we were talking a couple episodes ago. It's like you could either like blow it up right now, or you can like wait till Lonzo goes back and run it back. But I kind of just think that's it's not right. worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it, you know. So I mean, good move by them. Um, and yeah, I mean, we can we can kind of you know wrap up on that note, uh, and we can head to. Um, you know, the, the week 10 recap. Um, I kind of wanted to start it with the Monday night game. Uh, I, I, I watched the game here and there. Danny, did you watch the full game by any chance? I watched part of it. I I think. Tell me what you saw. I saw a team that was not only bad because of Josh Allen. Uh, I think a lot of people are giving Josh Allen this hate. He's not as good as a quarterback. He never deserved to be in that range where where Mahomes was. Let's take a look back at Josh Allen's career stats. Yeah, please do. Josh because, Allen. Yeah. I think people forget how good Josh Allen really is when he's on. 2020, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. 2021, mm-hmm. 36 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. 2022, yeah. 35 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Yes, he's turning the ball over a lot more this year, which really sucks. Um, like last night, one of his interceptions went right through Gabe Davis's hands. I can't really blame him on that. But here's the thing. Josh Allen, when he's at his best, elevates his team so high that the Bills can win a Super Bowl. When he's at his worst, you see they're losing to the Broncos. And I don't think he played – at his worst last night, but it was definitely close to what his bottom tier of games. He has to consistently pl- improve his play at that high level if he was going to cont- be in this top seven QB range. But I don't hate that h- how he's playing. When the Bills are losing, he has to take these risky plays. And their game plan of throwing the ball 45 times a game doesn't allow for him to take these dump-off passes. You, uh, you ha- If you want him to dump the ball off and play safe, run the ball then. You have no run game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. And it's not even about, like, a lead back at this point. Like, your offensive line is just incapable of efficiently building off a run game. And another thing is they don't even want to try. Like, they don't even want to try to get rhythm going. And 
not to say their offensive coordinator was perfect, but I do feel like he was a little bit scapegoated. Um, just a little bit. Now, I agree with you that not that Allen's interceptions don't matter, but he has led top five offenses ever since he's like hit his prime or ever, yeah. ever since he's taken that leap. I'm fine with 30 plus touchdowns and then like 12 to 16 interceptions, like whatever, because he's putting points on the board. Their defense is unserious. And I think, oh my God, it's so bad. I, it's so aging. I truly think him and Herbert are in a lot closer situations than people think just because Allen has digs. Diggs is not the end-all be-all. Gabe Davis is not good, man. He cannot be your wide receiver, too. Like, like he's he's he, he could be in the core. You know, he could sit at the table. He can't be eaten first, though. You know, he he, he got to grab his plate, like, third or fourth. Like, and that because, you know, you get arguably the best corner of the game, Pat Sertan, taking Diggs out of the game, where else are we going? We're going to go to, the what, the rookie tight end, Dalton Kincaid? Had a pretty, had a pretty solid game, caught a touchdown. He's on my fantasy team, but... Come on, man. That can't be your second option. We can't be going to Gabe Davis. And the offensive coordinator gets booted because their receiving core is not serious. I can get maybe because he doesn't want to, you know, run the ball. But I'm I'm not out on Allen. I will say, though, he does need to play more consistently. Because remember when we talked about that Wentz scale? When Wentz is your average Wentz, he's a five. And I said Allen's like a nine and a half slash ten version of Wentz. He's starting to develop that Wentz inconsistency as well with turning the ball over. He's starting to bump down. Maybe he's like an eight Wentz instead of like a nine and a half, ten Wentz. Not nah, he's never played as bad as Carson Wentz has, like in when Carson Wentz is bad, but and not saying he ever will, but his off nights are off nights, man. I'll say that. Um for certain. Chris, you have I have you on record for calling Josh Allen overrated. So what do you think? You know, today is my day. Today is my day. I'm so happy to spew this hate. I should have been invited to the inaugural player haters ball. I should have been there in a suit and tie with an F Josh Allen. No, I'm just kidding. But reality, though, I do think Josh Allen is a little overrated. But I don't, I don't throw that game on him to, like, that's, like, my moniker to overrated. I don't think that's it. It's just, like you guys said, and I'm a Von Miller fan. It's 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 about done though. For Von, he's done. Uh, that secondary, they look as bad as ours sometimes. And they Celtic have Shaq. That, like, Celtic Shaq, Hakeem Raptors, MJ yeah. Wizards, free the Bills because that's unreal. Free Greg Russo, even though he has not learned any technicality, he's still a beast athlete. Free him too. But seeing yeah. them, uh, I think what they're missing is a wide receiver too. Um, like you said, Tom, they're mm-hmm. missing a wide receiver too. And I I personally like Gabe Davis. As a, as the thought of him, like the thought of him as a receiver sounds that thought good. that thought of him. What do you mean yeah, by that? Not, <laughs> the thought. He's not, he's not good though. Like you said, he tricked me. He looked like a wide receiver. He, he showed me every every he fooled us. one game. One he game me. he tricked you. Yes, yeah. and I was that, I was that one game where he was generational. He two years like ago, Calvin Johnson Jr. I didn't. I never seen it. <laughs> never seen it. He tricked me. Um, but I yeah, was, I think, yeah. I think, like you said, though, Josh, like both of you guys said, Josh Allen has to work on consistency for one. And as a Lamar fan, I know turning the ball over is a big deal. Um, but sometimes you can't put every turnover on a quarterback. It's easy to do it because they they man the offense. But, I mean, if, if a receiver's job is to catch the ball, I mean, if it hits his hands, something got to happen. Like he, he has to do something. And that, that happens to Josh Allen a lot. So I'm such – yeah. 
You go ahead. That's I was just going to say, I'm such a big advocate for ball hits your hands, you catch it. I do not care if it is high, low, you're getting killed, you're on the sideline. I don't care. If it hits you in the hands, you must catch it. And every wide receiver coach in the nation will vouch for that. They are not going like – they're not defending their receivers because like, oh, that – that ball was too high. Like, no, nah, if your mitts are on it, you got to catch it. Like, I, I truly feel that way. I, I, I used to play receiver in high school. I played receiver basically since I started playing football. Got to catch it. Danny, Danny just got done, you know, you know, playing sprint football. He knows. Elite receiver. And I would say Danny, from what he showed me, doesn't have a drop issue. So he can also vouch for this. Ball hit your hands. You got to catch it. DC, Come on, man. Uh, greater than uh, Gabe Davis, I fear. Sorry. Yep. Danny, Danny would make a mean Scotty Miller. Yep. Ooh, nice. He would he would make a real feisty Britain Cole Covey. Beasley. Oh, and the crazy part up. <laughs> yeah, Britain yeah. Covey. <laughs> oh, Britain Br- Covey, Britain Covey. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Elite punt returner this year, by the way. Don't sleep. I hate him last year, but he's been pretty good. But about other quarterbacks, one who doesn't have a problem turning the ball over is Kenny Pickett. Three straight games without turning the ball over. The nice. Steelers, I believe. You I, I've been it in there, Danny. You slid He's got to sneak in the agendas, man. He's he's an elite Alex Smith. Yo, <laughs> that's some ceiling, I will say. That is a ceiling. That is. <laughs> that, it's certainly, uh, certainly uh, a talent bar. If you were to combine <laughs> Joe Burrow and Alex Smith, Kenny Pickett falls right in the middle. <laughs> that. Whoa, Joe Smith. There he is. Yo, I don't know if y'all would get this, but the Dragon Ball fans would get this. If they did a Patara fusion, it'd probably be closer to like nah, it would be closer to Alex Smith if it was Patara. But if they did the fusion dance, it'd be closer to Joe Burrow. And that's a reference to Gogeta's better than Vegito. And nobody's gonna get that. But anyway, it's closer to Sam Bradford. My bad. Oh, Sam Bradford, Eagles legend. Oh man, uh, but no, Danny. I have noticed that Kenny, Kenny Pickett. They're not turning the ball over. They win games when you don't turn the ball over. Shocking. Um, and I will say, getting like you said uh, earlier today, getting Warren and Harris touches. It's not Harris RB one, Warren RB two. No, no. Let him split the carry. RB one, Warren RB one. Warren was named the starter for the first time ever this week. Well, DeAndre Swift also be getting named the starter. When I'm just saying, in terms of getting the split carries, um, fair. I think yeah, that not, helps a lot. And too. the O line, O line's dominating in the run game, at least from what oh I see. And Najee looks a lot more explosive. Obviously, Jalen Warren is is a very explosive back. Um, Matt Canada, but, he made it. He made it easy this week. He survived. He he lives to see another day, <laughs> per se. Kenny Kenny has. Uh, Last time he threw an interception was against the Texans. Huh. That's yeah, have Gavin Johnson good. Is good too because it, it helps with with giving Pickett just another weapon, but also too helps take some of that pressure off just uh, having Pickens and just having other guys. I think it just it helps the run game too. I think just having another person who you know is going to catch the ball if it's thrown to him if he's targeted. I think that helps too. Yeah, check these numbers, man. I mean, Jalen Warren, fifteen carries, one hundred and one yards. Najee Harris, sixteen carries, eighty-two yards. So they both get 15-plus carries each. Both get over 80 yards. They account for, including their receptions, they accounted for over 200 yards of the offense. You got Pickett a little bit, not not crazy involved, but, uh, you know, him, uh, Hayward, 
Deontay, oh, Deontay Johnson only had one catch. Yeah, I'll say the pass game wasn't entirely effective, but when you're not turning the ball over, who like really cares? Um, no, no, no. The problem is, I was at the game, right? Yeah, go ahead. George Pickens and Deontay Johnson are open a lot. And I'll tell you this Pickens looks like he doesn't want to be there when they're not throwing the ball. Like, he'll like, yeah. he'll, dude, I saw him, he'll, he ran a hitch, caught the ball, got eight yards, and he got up and walked back to the huddle. He walked. Yeah, no, they're all. No, that's so a little a little thing that my, no one in the media probably knows. The Steelers announced their offense this week, and they did not announce George Pickens. Really? So he technically didn't start. Technically, he's. Are you talking about at this? Are you talking about at the stadium? At the stadium, they did not announce him. Who do they announce for receivers? Obviously, Deontay, Deontay, and Allen Robinson. Wow! Did they announce two backs instead? Two two backs. Yep. So really, Harris and Warren started. Yeah. Damn. Damn. That's nice. You know what I want to see a little bit more from them? Use Harris as a fullback for Warren. That'd be Warren's awesome. A better blo- Warren's a better blocker. <laughs> have him have him swap. Have him swap. And then at that point, you can start playing games. You can play a little misdirection with a fullback carry. It'll be. They can get fun. They can get creative. That candidate, I think he's a little bit capable. Maybe. Possibly. Better yeah, than Ken Dorsey, um, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, the NFL is better when the Steelers run the damn ball. Because <laughs> that's yeah, been their yeah, identity yeah. since the beginning of time. Nah, Franco I mean, Harris. Big, Her- no. big Ben, they went away from that shit, though. When they had Big Ben, they were slinging that thing 45 times a game. Well, even so, he, he started his career with Jerome Bettis. They went on to uh, – who took his – Rashad Mendenhall. No, who took the – who took Jerome Bettis' spot the Super Bowl year? I can't remember. I think it was something Parker. I'm not sure. And not Willie Peter. Parker, baby. Willie, Willie Parker. I think it was Willie Parker. Yes, he took his spot. Then you go to Rashad Menninghall. And then you get to Le'Veon Bell. Like, that's, that's a good running back, you know. But, of course, yes, during the Big Ben era, we're airing that thing out to Heinz Ward. We're airing it out to uh, Santonio Holmes. We're airing it out to a- Antonio Brown, one of the greatest receivers ever. Martavis Bryant. Uh... We're cooking. Sammy, uh, Heath Miller, we're cooking. S- Sammy Coates and Marcus Wheaton. Yes, yes, Marcus Wheaton, Marcus Wheaton. I can't forget Eli Rogers at one time. Uh, oh, my God. Dude, come Eli on, man. Rogers, Eli Rogers sent us to the playoffs against the Ravens that one year. I remember that. My brother had a Michael Wallace jersey. I said, yo, let me change the nameplate on that to Eli Rogers. <laughs> yeah, man. Don't forget, don't uh, forget Dre Archer, uh, Steelers legend. Oh, my God. Madden Mobile Beast. Come on, man. We can't forget. We can't forget. He he died for our sins. <laughs> um, th- this wouldn't be a episode with me without spewing a uh, Justin Herbert propaganda. Um, they lose forty-one to thirty-eight because Herbert just didn't get the ball last. He played a phenomenal game. Let's pull up the stats. Come on, man. Three hundred twenty-three yards, four touchdowns, one pick, passer rating of one fourteen point nine. Keenan Allen had a baller game. Two touchdowns, hundred seventy-five yards, eleven catches. Eckler had 19 carries, 67 yards, but he got a lot of damage done uh, in the receiving game. And the fact I almost like this that they want or they lost. Herbert played well though, so I can just spew this. Herbert has no help on defense agenda. He also doesn't have a real running back, by the way. He's uh, not good. Um, but golf in them. I mean, the, while the defense is suspect, offense got back on track, and you like to see that for them for a team that wants to compete in the NFC. 
Uh, you had a rough week against the Ravens. Um, so it, it's good to see, you know, those points pile up. Not a great defense, but it's kind of like, you know, you want to see one go in. So I thought they played very well. I mean, they, I don't know if anybody watched that game. Did anyone talk about this run game with Montgomery and Gibbs? Uh, the, the, the lines figured it out. You don't just have to use one of them. You can use both. You can use both, and they racked up crazy numbers. Um, so that's good, good for the Lions. Uh, did y'all want to talk about any other game? No. Uh, I mean, Niners. Niners get back on track. None crazy. Uh, they're obviously dominant. Uh, Mac Jones get ready to learn Chinese. Maybe. Kyler Murray. Uh, Kyler. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We got to talk about Kyler Murray. We got to talk about Kyler Murray because we. I mean, we went on a spiel earlier, but. This game, it was Kyler Murray day, and he saved the goddamn day. Danny, I'll let you, uh, Danny, you were just as big of a Kyler fan, if not more than me. So, floor is yours. Yeah, I think I love Kyler just a little bit less than I love Jalen Hurts. Um, They're my guys. I owe you quarterbacks. That's me. I eat that stuff up. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, Kyler Murray, he's my guy because he tore his ACL in last December, just like me. Um, <laughs> we twins for real. Yeah, we're both we're both five eight. Uh, both to our ACL last December, <laughs> but no, nonetheless, Kyler Murray proved how elite of an athlete he is. He made plays down the stretch to get his team in the field goal range. He made plays putting his receivers in the best. He put some of the best balls in the right positions for his receivers to make phenomenal catches. That. I don't think many quarterbacks in the NFL are making. I think people forget how much of an arm talent he has. And even without D-Hop, even with, with just Hollywood Brown, Rondale Moore, Greg Dorch, whatever his name is, I think that Kyler Murray is an elite top eight quarterback in the NFL. I agree. And screw the Cardinals. I needed him for two touchdown passes. If I'm telling you, man, if they let Michael Wilson get that touchdown – that game-winning drive, he would have ended up throwing a touchdown. So settling for a field goal, you know, we would have cashed out. But I can't explain to you how very little amount of quarterbacks in the NFL are making that third and ten conversion with their legs because Lamar's making that. He might not spin backwards. He might just step up, make somebody miss. But he's making that. Mahomes Dude. will make that in some type of fashion. Who's doing that? Who has the speed at the quarterback position like Kyler Murray does? It's it's unreal. His his knack for making plays was evident all day, all day. And you know he had that big throw to Trey McBride, which it was a little underthrown. But regardless, I mean he he that last that last drive, I felt confident with him stepping out onto the field, even if the offense wasn't going crazy all day. You feel confident with him in the game, and uh, he's fast. You know what blows my mind. What really blows my mind is the way that the Cardinals operate on offense with Kyler Murray compared to anybody else. Because mm-hmm. everyone everyone thinks the Cardinals are a shoe-in loss now. But no. Kyler Murray yeah. changes this team dynamically. And he is the reason that they will be in every game. Yeah, is this the most no, no. respectful? This most respectful two and eight team of all time. It is, and one thing I forgot to mention: 
Kyler Murray is a year older than Kenny Pickett. That's another thing yeah. that blows my mind. Kyler's a youngin, man. Kyler's only like played like a for real like 15 games in college because he sat behind Kyle Allen his first year at Texas A&M. Transferred. Kyle Allen. Can you believe the Aggies lost out on Kyler Murray because they wanted to play Kyle Allen? Isn't that so funny? Uh, but he goes to Oklahoma, backs Jimbo up Fisher. Baker, Jimbo. I don't even know if Jimbo was the coach at the time, but um, Jimbo Fisher. Still funny though that he uh he just got a bag. I would never step foot on football field again. But nonetheless, um, yeah, I agree on all cylinders. And then, um, this isn't really, an I don't want to get in. Like we don't have to like get into this because we do have to move on to the review, but uh, I do want to. All three of us should be demanding apologies for how we were treated when we said CJ, or at least me personally. I mean, some of y'all didn't agree with me on some, but y'all agree with me with all of them except one. But we said Stroud was better it's, than it's, golf, better than Tua, better than Tua. Jack. We we said we I didn't said say Tua. I said Tua. Said well, Tua. I said he was better than Tua because he is better than Tua. Ooh. I don't know. He is better than Tua. Oh, and I'm a Tua hater, so this is this is great for me. I'm listening. I'm, I'm locked in. From a number standpoint, Tua is balling, no doubt. I do think he's a top ten quarterback. I advocate. I advocate for him a lot. I do think he's a a, a step above, uh, like the tier of Golf and Dak, and the rest of those mediocre court. Not mediocre, but like ten to fifteen ish range. Tua Tua's graduated from that. We're past that. But C.J. Stroud, from a trait standpoint, has better pocket presence, better arm strength, better cre- like creative ability to make things happen with his leg and maneuver all around the backfield to make throws. And, oh, I, it kills me that I'm saying this. He's got it. I don't believe in that. I don't, I don't believe in that it factor. But, like, he's got it, man. Like, he's got it. No moment is too big for him. Um, and he's a lot better of a playmaker than I thought he was originally at Ohio State until that last game. But no, I want apologies. CJ Stroud is a top 10 quarterback. He is in the MVP talks. He has put his chair at the table. He is playing some of the most efficient football in the league. He's not turning the ball over that much. That last, that one of those last drives in the fourth quarter, he throws the pick. That's a rookie mistake. But what he did the next drive, that's, that's pros, pro stuff. Leading a game winning drive when you, he could have folded. He could have entirely folded, but he go. But against the hottest team in football, he drives down the field. They kick a walk off field goal, and God damn it, the, the Texans are good. The Texans are real good, and if they get in the playoffs, whoever they got to play first, they're not going to be happy. Like they, they're really not going to be happy. Like let's say they sneak in as a seven seed. What if the Dolphins are the two seed? I'm gonna have agendas to push by then, but uh. We can get into our week, uh, our week eleven preview. Um, uh, what you're really going to be mad is when the Steelers get the two seed and the Titans and the Texans have to play the Steelers. The Steelers are going to yeah, you're you are going blow. to be upset. You're going to be highly upset. I will um, be. But um, say, so, I mean, we, let's start with the Thursday night game: Bengals Ravens. It's for all the marbles, man. Both teams need a win like crack. Yeah, like Ravens just come off a complete meltdown in the fourth quarter. Bengals can't cap off their comeback victory because of a drop by Tyler Boyd, two picks by Joe Burrow. Um, 
by, this might be the best Thursday night football game I've seen in years. Oh my god, dude! I uh, swear to God, I'm excited. The NFL has some vendetta against Thursday night. Like they hate Amazon because they they give them the worst games, dude. Not this time though. We're free. Not this time. We're free. Demons home. <laughs> the demons home. They don't. They don't let out the demon. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all remember the uh, the Colts Broncos game last year? Come on. I have nightmares about that sometimes. Chris, you don't remember that? I don't. No, nah, it was it was a it was a masterclass, bro. Shootout. It was crazy. It was not. <laughs> I think they combined when, uh, for fifteen points. I think it was nine six or something. KJ Hamler yeah, took his through his off helmet the game. And it, oh my god, Penn State off. legend. Yeah, he was, bro. That was, oh my god, Matt Ryan versus Russell Wilson masterclass. But. Back to this Thursday night game. Yeah, uh, like Danny said, uh, I think both of these teams need a win. Um, Bengals, you know, they were hot for a little bit, but stall- falling to 5-5 five and five with the rest of their division playing how they are, don't think you can really afford it. However, if you're the Ravens, back-to-back losses at this point in the season is also not ideal. When you have the Browns just beat you, the Steelers are still creeping somehow, and yeah, I, I just don't think you can afford back-to-back losses here. Ravens are... You know, they're home. I don't know of any weather implications, but, I mean, I expect – I really hope the Ravens just, just start running that ball. Run the ball heavy. Um, and if you're the Bengals, attack this weakened secondary. There's not probably not going to be Marlon Humphrey out there. Uh, try to try to expose the secondary. Your run game ain't even been that good anyway. So, uh, hopefully T. Higgins is back. Uh, but if not, I mean, you have Jamar Chase, so you'll be, uh, you'll be okay. Uh, but I'm excited for this game. But we could pass the sticks to – the Ravens uh, enthusiast here. I'll be honest with you. I hope T. Higgins is not back. I hope he's not back. <laughs> and I don't want to see that against our secondary. I just I just do not. If I'm keeping it 100% honest, I don't want to see that. Man. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, it is cool to see a good Thursday night game. Uh, having my Ravens be on it is cool. And I, I think it's a big game, too. Like, kind of like I talk about all the time when we talk about football. I love a good narrative. And I love a good, like, reason for something to happen. This is a big game. It is. I was showing my lady yesterday. I'm like, look, these are the teams in the hunt, and the Bengals were in the hunt, five and four. There Ravens come off of L. Right here. This is a it's a big game for both. I think I think it's a good a good game for Ravens to get back on track to win. Not saying they lost two or three in a row, but just I think that 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 lost um, Sunday stings. It just stings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So they got to get back on track there, and I think the Bengals, like I said, they got a lot to play for. They got a lot to play for, in my opinion. So I'm I'm looking for finally a good like I think Danny said like a good a good Thursday night game finally a good one. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I think, but that's really the the game I'm looking forward to. I wouldn't say the most for Week Eleven, but looking forward to it pretty 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 happy. Yeah, I agree. Um, now we got all our points out of the way on that game, Danny. There's another AFC North matchup that might even be bigger than this one: six and three Steelers, six and three Browns. Bro, just take the floor. Go ahead. We talk a lot this about game, the Steelers. I'll let you talk more. I've learned this week that the Steelers fans don't hate anyone more than they hate the Browns. They don't let they, they let they hate the Browns more than they hate the Ravens, which is kind of crazy. I heard a lot of fuck the Browns at a Steelers Packers game. I think it's because the Browns have been little brother for so long and they're like kind of nice now. So it's like you try to be big bro. It's like, you know. I don't know if you would experience that. I personally haven't. My little brother is not that way. But I know my older brothers have experienced that because 
Netflix do. But anyway, it, it uh, might yeah, be it might be on the side of like that. But this game is pure AFC North football. TJ Watt versus Miles Garrett. We're gonna see some quarterbacks get sacked. I hope Deshaun Watson gets sacked a lot. Um, he deserves it. <laughs> he des- yeah, he deserves it. Uh, I'll say that he does deserve it. Uh, that is the matchup, Danny, right there, as you just said. Miles Garrett v. TJ Watt. That is elite pass rusher right there. And Zadarius Smith, I think people forgot how good he really was. Like, I, I think for a second, him opposite side of Miles Garrett is, is unreal. It's almost like, I don't know, TJ Watt and I don't know. It's almost like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we both we both have an elite Smith. Yeah, ours is ours high is just high, ours is just higher. No, nah, he just high. <laughs> oh, both y'all. Nah, nah, Alex High Smith, High Smitty. Uh, he's fire. But what I say about this game, um, so like we mentioned a little bit earlier, how Watson has at least st- against the Ravens, he kind of picked it up. He looked a little bit like his old self. Kenny Pickett hasn't turned the ball over in three games. These are two quarterbacks where it's like we were looking at these two teams like imagine if anybody else was on these teams. They could get things off the ground. Well, now they're getting things off the ground with these guys. So I think why it still ties back to Miles Garrett and Zadarius Smith and then Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, who can make these quarterbacks uncomfortable? Because still both of these guys get really frantic in the pocket still. Uh, they're not perfect in a sense of pocket presence. They're not great with their anticipation. Whoever, whatever set of pass rushers can make the other quarterback most uncomfortable is most likely going to win that game. And that's not like the hottest take in the world. That's pretty basic. But when you have, you know, <laughs> these elite pass rushers, all these elite pass rushers in one game, it's going to make for a low scoring game. Turnovers are going to be made. It's kind of just like which defense is going to win out. And, um, I'm super excited. I think I'm going to lean the Browns here. I think that win coming off, you know, the, the, coming off that Ravens win, it's going to be that's kind of great momentum. Watson carrying his momentum from the second half into the next game, it, it it could be dangerous. Now I know Minka Fitzpatrick is coming back, so you know, not a good sign for him. But uh, I think this defense played really well to end, you know, the Ravens game, carried it over to a offense that there isn't really any elite receivers. I mean, Deontay's still really good, but I don't think any elite receivers that can expose the back end. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go Browns in, in a pretty low scoring fast. I think I'm gonna go like 17, 14. It could be like a situation where like offenses are stalling all game. And then the defense just, just get tired at the end and they start trading shots, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. This is going to be a good game. This will be a great game. Yeah. So I know that the Ravens lo- almost lost Marlon Humphrey for the year. The Steelers lost Quan Alexander, a starting middle linebacker with a torn Achilles. Yep. Did my miss yeah. that? I did not see yeah. that. Yeah. It was a casual yeah. play, too. Like he walked off the field on his own. Yeah, man. It, sometimes you just never know when that blood's pumping, man. You got adrenaline about that adrenaline. How you think you can do something? You can. Okay. So, yeah. so let's. Notice how we just named like two absolute bangers. Neither of those are game of the week. Game of the week is a Super Bowl rematch, baby. Yes. Eagles heading into Arrowhead. The 8 and 1 Eagles heading to Arrowhead to play the 7 and 2 Chiefs. Both are coming off a bye. Something to really note. Both these teams need to get healthy. 
Andy Reid is the greatest coach of all time off of a bye week. When you give him extra time, he cooks. And it's ironic because most of his career, he's been bad at clock management, but he's good with extra time. And one thing I want to get out of the way as an Eagles fan, this isn't revenge if the Eagles win because at the end of the day, the Chiefs got the ring and we don't. It's not revenge, but this is a good game. It's a potential Super Bowl preview. I would right now be like if someone told me this was going to be the Super Bowl preview, I'd probably say no shit. But um, yeah, I heard Travis, I heard Travis Kelsey got stuck in uh, in South America. Yeah. How'd that happen? How to who, who took his plane ticket? Who took his credit card? Who uh, who did that? That's so crazy. Who, who Taylor Swift won't. Taylor Swift not gonna be in attendance, so that means you're gonna have a bad day. Kevin Byard, what will <sighs> you do when you have Kevin Byard right in front of him? He's gonna cook Kevin Byard. But <laughs> but here's here's the here here are the most of the the majority of the matchups that I'm looking to see. I mean, the KC defense has been phenomenal this year. Like nothing short of it. They're a great scoring offense. I believe the Dolphins got the first. 20-plus yard touchdown on them all year. The Eagles, they where I think they have the advantage, yeah, they do want to do the explosives, hit A.J. Brown, hit Devontae Smith all the way down the field. Great thing about them, though, they can methodically move the ball. They can hit short passes. They can run the ball. I think that's where they can score on the Kansas City defense because, yes, Kansas City is a bend-don't-break, but once you get to that goal line, once you get within five yards, you know, it's it's man for man on in the trenches. I think the Eagles will win that battle a lot, especially if they get down to the one because you know what's happening. Now, on the Chiefs side of things, they don't have great weapons. I think we all know that. But the problem is, is that it's Patrick Mahomes versus what's been a rather questionable secondary among the elite teams. Slay has picked it up last game. He was fine last game. You didn't hear his name called because it wasn't really thrown his way. Bradbury was having a tough time. Yep. Uh, Eli Ricks was having a tough time in the slot. Yeah, he was guarding Ceedee Lamb, but still, you don't you don't like to see that. Um, but you know, maybe like Reed Blankenship and Kevin Byard, they can avoid getting the the top covered off and play kind of the same way that the Chiefs' defense does. Play a bend don't break style. Uh, but again, Mahomes, one of the all time greats, he's fine with dumping it off all the way down the field and then finding some matchup across the board in the red zone, and he's taking advantage of it. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I think both of these teams could have similar identities going into the game. My prediction is going to be Chiefs winning a relatively medium scoring game. I'll say like 24 to 21. I don't think it's going to be absolute fireworks like the Super Bowl. I think both teams are going to look to try to control the clock for the most part. If the Eagles can play that bend-don't-break style, which – Hasn't been seen for a couple weeks, but maybe we'll see. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be an awesome game. A floor is to whoever wants it. Chris, you can take it. Well, I'm sorry, I missed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we just we talking just Eagles. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Chiefs. I thought you asked a specific question. Yeah. Uh, so, no, no, no. I, someone else can just have the floor. Yeah. Well, about that, just the Eagles, Chiefs in general. I am looking for fireworks, actually. And I think there will be them because the Chiefs always find a random receiver that I haven't heard of until pregame that's going to catch two t- two touchdowns out of nowhere, some some weirdo. Um, and and I will never forget – I mean, I'll never forgive all the NFL teams for letting Patrick Mahomes get Rashi Rice. I will not forgive any of them for that. That is terrible, and that will be terrible for years to come. Don't want everybody to know that. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think the reason I'm looking forward to this game, I think this is the first 
Kelsey game pre, I mean, during the Kelsey Swift era where he has a good game where, where Swift isn't there. I think uh, Travis has a big game uh, against his brother and the Eagles. Um, I, I see it being 38-31. Eagles, I do. I think A.J. Browns is the one who breaks the game open. I think, And I think it is like a, a close game throughout, but I think I don't know if Snead, I don't know if they can do it. I think AJ Brown's on that type of tear this year to where he can be the difference between this game. And uh, if I had to choose a difference maker, I think it's AJ Brown. I think the Eagles win in a close one, in a, a good close game. That would be lovely. Uh, yeah, LeJerry Snee can't hold AJ Brown's jock strap. But we are big. I'm a big advocate of LeJerry Snee. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I think that the Eagles go out there and beat the Chiefs 31 to 20. Um, I think the Chiefs. Hmm, Proved that when they have played good cornerbacks, they're not really that good. Uh, they played Pat Sertan, and the Broncos got home, and Mahomes had two interceptions. The Eagles are kind of built the same way. They got decent corners, bad linebackers, um, good D-line, a good safety, Justin Simmons, Kevin Byer to put them in the same class of safety. Man, I, th- I think the Eagles can outmatch Mahomes, and Eagles defensive coordinator has needs to have his best day of his career so far. Yeah, he's he's been a little consistent, uh, inconsistent, but Brian Johnson has started to get the offense rolling. His play calling has been a lot better. Uh, we got all our thoughts out. We can just ramble through a couple of these games. Chargers. Oh, you have one more thing. One more game. Oh, um, oh go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. All yours. All yours is the Bills versus Jets. Mm-hmm. Four and five yeah, team go. versus a five and five team. This game will make either of their season. The Jets. Aaron Rodgers is out to next year if they lose. If the Bills lose their five and six, their season's pretty much done too because they're not running the table. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be a big one. I I think more so specifically for the Jets because the Raiders, that was supposed to be your game. This is such a brutal stretch coming up. You had to get this one. However, you've beaten the Bills already. The Bills look beatable. It would have been nice to get this Raiders game and this one, but now you really need this one. And for the Bills, I mean, if Josh Allen repeats Week One. It's it's going to get uncomfy over there, but um, yeah, that was a that was a that was a nice little game that you picked up on. It's on a four it's a four twenty five game. The Bills are favored by seven. I don't see it. I think that defense, like Robert Sala said, all these elite quarterbacks have gone through the gauntlet, and he's given them all hell. So, um, who I would pick to win that game, I'm not quite sure. I think I would lean Buffalo, but because the Jets' offense is just that abysmal. But yeah. Um, okay. I can uh speed run the table real quick. Bears, Lions. You all know how that's going down. Chargers, Packers, mid off. Chargers putting up the numbers. We're gonna be happy to see it. Raiders, Dolphins. Raiders on a two game win streak. Man, one of the one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. Miami's favored by twelve though. I think that's a uh, that's a very interesting one. We can maybe get back to in the next segment, but uh, uh, Giants, Commanders, Commanders gotta they they gotta pull this one out. They want hopes at that seventh seed. Sam Howell's a beast, though. We're advocates for Sam Howell over here. He was QB one in that class. Um, Cowboys, Panthers, Cowboy Cowboys are ten and a half favorites. I might bet on them to win by thirty. Uh, Titans, Jags. It's not a gimme for the Jags, but hope they can bounce back after that whooping. Uh, Bucks, Niners, Niners are cakewalking that. Seahawks, Rams. It's not a gimme. I don't think. I think the Rams might win actually. 
We'll get back to both teams might fucking lose. I don't even know. Somebody got Sunday, the and then the Sunday night Sunday night game's kind of a banger. We got we got Vikings Broncos. Who would have thought two weeks ago we would be saying that's a banger? Me. It's a good game. That's gonna be a Josh good game. Josh Dobbs is my favorite quarterback ever. Alopecia yep. man. You should have kept him. Uh, but one of the more interesting one o'clock games: Cardinals Texans. Kyler's back. Stroud's the hottest man on the planet. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's Jalen Hurts. Come on now, not in that sense. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. What are you doing? Philly really got yes. one and two. Philly really got number one and number two. Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay, so uh, hots and locks. Hots um, and locks. Yep. I I'm taking the mic away from you. I'm going first this week. You you're in you're in timeout. <laughs> uh, so okay. My lock. All right. So for my lock, I'm I'm taking the easiest way out. I'm going Cowboys over Panthers. It seems pretty easy. So I'll go that one, and definitely to cover that ten and a half spread. That's way too low. I never thought I'd say that about an NFL game. That's way too low. Cowboys are gonna destroy the Panthers. So that's my lock. For my hot take, I'm gonna go with the Raiders over the Dolphins. I think they ride the interim head coach wave. I think they have one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. I really don't like the Dolphins spread on that being, you know, plus or minus 12. Uh, I think the Raiders can throw some stuff uh, at the Miami offense. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, it could be tough um, for Aiden O'Connell and the group, but I mean, not really obvious, not really like a, like a bull take here, but you know, just find a way to get Devontae Adams the ball and you'll be okay. So yeah. My lock is Cowboys over Panthers, and my hot take is Raiders over Dolphins. Danny, are you are you are you normal again? Can we can we pass the mic back to you? The mic can go to Chris first. Um, oh, so Chris just said, below. Chris just said, "Damn it!" In the chat, that's what both of you get for stealing all of my picks last week. Damn it! Just now I was about to use what you said too. Like Raiders got one of the best pass defense. It doesn't even matter. Forget me. Yeah. But I have yeah. I had another one. Don't get it messed up. I had some in the in the tank. So yeah. my lock for the week is none other than the Ravens over the Bengals because we need to lock in before I tweak out and win this game. <laughs> we, we we have to have it. So I'm calling in my lock. I'm trying to speak some good juju. Um that's my lock for the week. Um uh, and my hot for the week is ooh, y'all might not like this one. I don't even like it, honestly. But my hot take for the week is that the Buccaneers beat the 49ers. I know it sounds crazy. I know it does. I know it does. It is crazy. It actually is ridiculous. It's a hot take for a reason, fam. But damn it, one time, Baker Mayfield has to do something. And <laughs> this may be the time. <laughs> they may do something. So I'm going with that for my <clears throat> uh, hot take. Uh, wow. That's pretty pretty ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, it's got to be a hot take. You know what I'm saying? I would say his lock is almost more ridiculous, but yeah, I'm yeah, gonna bet one dollar on it on the hot and hopefully it is. I like it. We'll I like it. Uh, what I would like even more is what Stefan Diggs posted on his Instagram story. He said, I asked him for the ball more at halftime, and he said, put on a Broncos jersey. And he said, I'm done with the deuces emoji. Well, that's gotta be fake. Where'd you see that? Uh just came out by someone. Uh no, 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 dude. There's there's no way he just said that. Yeah, that would have been everywhere. I'm looking for it. What's Stefan Diggs' Instagram story? That's what someone said. 
Dude, there's nothing on his Instagram story. They must have took it down. I think they lied. If Josh Allen told him to put on a Bills jersey. No, 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 probably, jersey. Probably, probably the old coordinator. Nah, there ain't no way, bro. There's no but anyway. Way. Now, that's anyway. a fireable offense if he actually said that. But He, did, he got fired today, so. Why are you sending me Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, him, uh, what is that? What is that? There's no, no, that can't be real. Who is, who are you? I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, my lock of the week is Chargers over Packers. I think the Packers are very unserious. Um, Jordan Love is needs a developmental year, and they need to get more weapons on that offense. Need a lot of time to develop. Jair did not play. They might have won that game with Jair Alexander on the field. Um, actually, the Steelers didn't throw the ball that well, that at much at all, so I don't think he makes that much of a difference. But anyway, uh, my hot take of the week is that the New York Giants beat the Washington Commanders. Every time they play, it's close. I think that whether it's Tyrod or Tommy DeVito – this commander's team has proven that they're in close games every week, no matter who they're playing. And it's, and the Giants, they, they could they could beat the commander's team. They, the Giants can't beat the they can't beat the Eagles. Not in December. Maybe in December when the Eagles are resting. When, when the Eagles are playing like Cravon LeBlanc off the streets. No, we. I want him now. <laughs> no, he's fine. Anyway, yeah, I, I think the Giants go in. Beat the commanders in FedEx Field, that uh, poverty field that's probably going to get knocked down soon. Most poverty field in the NFL. Yeah. All right. Well, we can move on to the uh, summit savings of the week. Um, I guess I can, I, I can start. I usually don't start, but uh, I can start. So I'm more so looking for yardage this week. I'm not really going to go with the touchdown scores. That, that don't, that, it'd be very easy. It'd be very easy. Um, so I'm going to head over to this Cardinals-Texans game. I'm going to take the over on C.J. Stroud and Kyler Murray's passing yards. I'm also going to take the over on Kyler Murray's rushing yards. On top of that, I'm going to take Tank Dell and Noah Brown's receiving yards. They came through for me last week. I didn't bet on this on air, but I bet on it off camera. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to take Noah Brown and uh, Tank Dell to get their yards. And then... Last yardage guy, I think I'm gonna go under on James Connor's rushing yards. He hasn't, he didn't impress me in his debut back, and I don't expect him to bounce back in a big way. I think Kyler and the receivers will probably uh, take care of things through the year. Not saying they'd win, but um, yeah. Chris, are you? yeah, well, yeah, I'll just type mine. I'm in track of Sam. So, You're good. Um, yeah. So, first pick is Lamar Jackson, uh, pass rush yards over. Um, Kyler Murray, pass rush yards over. Stroud, passing yards over. And Joe Burrow, passing yards over. And Jamar Chase, passing yards over. That's it. There you go. That might be, that might be, that might be it. It's play, yeah. That's 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 playable. So, it was Lamar pass rush, Kyler pass rush, Stroud mm-hmm. pass, mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Burrow pass, and then Chase yards. Yep. 
There we go. And then, Danny, you are last but not least, my friend. Yeah, so I'm going to take a same-game parlay all in this Thursday night football game. And we're going to get really interesting on this in, in this parlay. So we're going to do it's $10 pays out you 700 Jamar Chase, anytime touchdown. Mark Andrews, anytime touchdown. Lamar Jackson, anytime touchdown. J- Joe Mixon, anytime touchdown. Oh, my God. Zay, Fla- Zay Flowers, over 50 receiving yards and over 46 to- total points in the game. Damn. You said Flowers, receiving yards. But you said Lamar, touchdown. Yeah. How, ma- how many total points? Over 46. Over... 45 and a half. Okay. Got it now. Okay. Uh, Danny, hope you know you are responsible for making that you and Chris's betting video. Since that game is tomorrow, you might as well get it out. Uh, but uh, yeah. So mine is Kyler pass rush um, yards. James Conner under rushing yards. CJ Stroud passing yards. Noah Brown take Dell receiving yards. I like all those. Uh, Danny's got Chase, Andrews, Mixon, Lamar. For anytime touchdowns, he's got Zay Flowers for receiving yards, and then he has over 45 and a half points on the game. And then uh, Chris has Lamar pass plus rushing yards, Kyler pass plus rushing yards, Stroud passing yards, Burrow passing yards, and Chase receiving yards. All these are highly playable, and I'll probably do that. But Danny's might be for just that ten dollar mark, might not go over that, but yeah. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, subscribe, uh, comment down below, you know, your favorite picks for this week, your favorite game this week, whatever it may be. If you're here listening to this on audio platform, make sure you like, download, leave a five-star rating, head on over to YouTube and subscribe as well. Um, y'all got anything to say before we get on out of here? Not at all. Nope. Looking for a bounce back for my, my boys. That's about it. And the Lakers win tonight. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Chet Wemby Masterclass. We'll be there. We'll be there. But thank you guys for tuning in. Oh, apologies. From AP New Freezer, Culture by Migos, and uh, DC Comics. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace.